Welcome again to the Entrepreneur's Advisor, the business podcast built for entrepreneurs and business owners. Join your host, Chip Schweiger, and his guests as they talk about proven strategies that can help you level up your company to go from seven figures to eight and from eight figures to nine. If you're a business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for actionable tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your business, you're in the right place. And now, once again, your host, Chip Schweiger. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast, the podcast where you get one actionable tip each week to increase the value of your business. If you're a new listener, a hearty welcome to what we think is quickly becoming one of the best business podcasts for entrepreneurs. And if you're a regular listener and subscriber, thanks for joining us again this week. Really happy that you're here. So I'm your host, Chip Schweiger, and to set the table for the new listeners, I'm a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, where I've helped some of the largest companies in America grow. But my real passion is in helping entrepreneurs and business owners like you. You know, the great thing about entrepreneurs is that you're constantly evolving and embracing necessary change for the betterment of your organizations. And as seasoned growth consultants and coaches, we're no different. So before we get started this week, I wanted to connect the dots a bit. We recently rebranded both this podcast and the growth advisory firm I founded. If you used to listen to and enjoy the Entrepreneur's Accountant Podcast, you're still in the right place. We've changed our firm name, changed our logo, and refreshed our value proposition to broaden our focus to entrepreneurs and business owners like you. We also renamed this podcast to the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast because we do a whole lot more than just accounting. In fact, the new name represents the time-honored vision our clients possess to grow their businesses in true entrepreneurial style. Whether you want to exit your business in the near future or continue to run your company with more freedom, our experience advice can help you achieve your goals. Now, new is fun and exciting, but change also sometimes can be uncomfortable. So I want to assure you in clear terms that what hasn't changed is our commitment to the growth of your business. In fact, that passion is strengthened by our rebranding. So with that cleared up, This week, let's talk about something, actually some things, that are very important if you want to run your business rather than having it run you. And that's what we call Key Performance Indicators, or KPIs. So baseball's leadoff batters measure their on-base percentage, the number of times they get on-base, as a percentage of the number of times they get a chance to try. Similarly, doctors in the developing world measure progress not by the aggregate number of children who pass away in childbirth, but by the infant mortality rate, which is the ratio of number of births to deaths. Investors and potential acquirers, if that's the direction you may be headed in the future, also like tracking ratios, and the more ratios or KPIs you can provide, the more comfortable they'll be with the idea of being involved in your business. Now, better than the blunt measuring stick of an aggregate number, a ratio expresses the relationship between two values, which is really what gives them their power. And that power, by the way, can be harnessed by you for your business, even if you want to run it forever. So here's a list of seven KPIs to start tracking in your business today. 
And then the first one is revenue per employee. So what it is, is net revenues divided by the number of full-time equivalent employees, or what we call FTEs. Now, the resulting ratio will be listed as a dollar value. And why this is important is payroll is the number one or number two expense in most every business, which explains why maximizing your revenue per employee can translate quickly to the bottom line. So Business Insider estimated that Craigslist enjoys one of the highest revenue per employee ratios at $3.3 million per employee, followed by Google at $1.2 million per bum in the seat, Amazon was at just over $1 million, Facebook at about $920,000, and eBay rounded out the top five at $530,000 of revenue per FTE. What these businesses have done to measure and increase their revenue per employee can provide the same value to you. All right, the second KPI that I think is important for every business is what we call employees per square foot. So what it is, is calculate the number of square feet of office space you rent and divide it by the number of full-time employees again, so the FTEs again. And why this one's important is you can judge how efficiently you had designed your space, which is especially important for retail operations. So commercial real estate agents use a general rule of about $175 to $250 per square foot of usable office space per employee. And post-pandemic, this ratio will likely become even more important. The number three KPI that you should be tracking is what we call sales per square foot. So what it is, is gross sales divided by the square footage of all of your operating locations. And this is really important because by measuring your annual sales per square foot, you can get a sense of how efficiently you're translating your real estate into sales. Now, most industry associations have a benchmark, and with real estate usually ranking just behind payroll as a business's largest expenses, the more sales you can generate per square foot of real estate, the more profitable you're likely to be. Our number four KPI that you should be tracking is gross margin per product. So what this is, is the individual gross margin, which is the sales price minus the cost divided by the sales price. And what it tells you is what products are the most profitable and which ones have tight margins. And this is super important because the adage of the 80-20 rule here is really what comes into play. 80% of your sales come from 20% of your product lines or services, regardless of the vertical that you operate in. Now, we recommend optimizing your offerings to the most profitable, and you can only do that if you know and track your gross margin by product. Okay, the number five KPI that you'll want to track is called customers per account manager. And what this really measures is how many customers do you ask each account manager to manage? And why this is important is finding a balance here can be tricky. Now, some bankers are forced to juggle more than 400 accounts, and therefore, they don't really know each of their customers, whereas some high-end wealth managers may just have 50 clients to stay in contact with. Now, it's hard to say what the right ratio is because it's so highly dependent on each industry, but one trick to find the right balance for your business is to slowly increase your ratio of customers per account manager until you see the very first signs of deterioration. So that could be slowing sales. It could be a slight drop in customer satisfaction. 
that's when you know you've probably pushed it a little too far, but that's when he also tells you that you've got the right ratio, and so you want to capitalize on that. All right, a number six KPI to track is prospects per visitor. So what do we mean here? Well, we're talking about the proportion of your website's visitors who opt in by giving you permission to email them in the future. And why this is important, well, your customers are checking out your website and you definitely want to develop a relationship with them, even if it's a bare bones site. So Dr. Carl Blanks and Ben Jessen are the co-founders of Conversion Rate Experts, which advises companies like Google and Apple and Sony how to convert more of their website traffic into customers. Now, Dr. Blanks and Mr. Jessen state that there's no such thing as a typical opt-in rate because so much of it depends on the source of traffic. So they recommend that rather than benchmarking yourself against a competitor, you benchmark yourself against yourself by carrying out tests to beat your site's current opt-in rate. Now, the easiest way of increasing your opt-in rate is to reward visitors for submitting their email addresses by offering them something as a gift that they would find valuable. So information products such as an online white paper or ebooks or videos or calculators make ideal gifts because their cost per unit can be almost zero. Discount club member cards for retail or services businesses are also a great idea here. And our number seven KPI that you must track is what we call EBITDA. So what it is, well, it's earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And this is the financial concept that's been around for like the last 50 years. So why it's important is EBITDA helps every business owner understand how truly valuable and profitable your company is. And because EBITDA is a measure of past profitability, but it's also an indication of future profitability. It's that tried and true asset test to determine what large corporations are worth, and it's increasingly being applied to all sorts of businesses. And the pro tip here is we talk a lot about having regular communications with your investors. Well, EBITDA is one of the best KPIs you can share with investors because it's so powerful to understand the business and their investment. Now, with so many KPIs, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the amount of data that you can use to uncover information about your business's performance. I get it. I think the trick here is really ensuring that you're collecting enough data to produce good KPIs. If you haven't already, consider incorporating a robust point of sale system and a customer relationship management system or a CRM system to communicate with your POS tool. Now, software and systems can help you maintain your books and think uh, here QuickBooks or Xero, which they also sometimes include CRM modules. Using these in conjunction with spreadsheets to keep your books in order and make producing management reports easier. Now, while you might be tempted to look at certain points in time, a singular moment only offers insights into one data point. To analyze the entire history of your business's financial performance, you got to connect the dots to form lines. And these lines offer a more complete story of your business's financial health. You'll see whether things are improving, whether they're getting worse or remaining the same. And analyze your data once per month during your first year of operation. Then it's best to perform analyses quarterly to gain the most insight possible. While it's essential to understand your metrics, it's even more crucial to use the insights you gain as you track your KPIs. 
and this is where you'll develop your action plan. For example, if your average spend decreases, consider what could be causing this metric to drop. Look into your metrics and analyze your demographics, and maybe look at the competitive environment that surrounds you. By delving into these key audience insights, you could uncover the root of the problem. Check out how demographics impact audience spending habits, then you'll plan a course of action to push your average spend back to where it was. Now, this could be as simple as adjusting who you're targeting on different social media platforms to reach the group responsible for driving down your average spend. So to sum it all up, if you can develop a healthy appetite for data, the more valuable you are able to make your business and the more attractive your business will be. KPIs are the tools large corporations use to increase profitability, and they're the same tools that are available to you. Hey, before we finish for this week, just a reminder that if you have specific questions, please drop us a note at vistiumgrowth.com forward slash podcast. There's a form there for you to submit questions, and I and my guests will give you our thoughts live in future episodes. And also, just one last reminder, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, and all of them are at Vistium Growth. So let's connect. And with that, we're done for this week. Hope you'll join us again next week. And until then, we'll see you. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's Advisor, the podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and investors. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do so by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also visit us on the web at www.vistiumgrowth.com forward slash podcast. That's V-I-S-T-I-U-M growth.com. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast.